You're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Holly. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. One of the things that Dallasites love to do is to decorate their front porches. So that's got us thinking about French port French, French porches. <laughs> front porches. Front porch design. So there, you know, as Holly and I started talking about these porches, there is a lot to consider when you start thinking about what goes into a porch. What do we use our porches for? And after a while, porch is going to sound like a really weird word. So well, we're, already we're just going to gonna say it a lot today. But we started thinking about, well, you know, porches are such a part of, I mean, I would think worldwide, but really here in America, we have such a nostalgic connection to front porches, don't you think? Yeah, because front porches were the place where you sat in the summertime and drank your mint julep or talked to your neighbors. It was your window onto the world, onto the public world. And whether it was a small stoop in the city, or whether it was a great big rambling veranda that wrapped around your house and had a porch swing on it. Front porch is sort of the, it's the, I guess it's sort of the zone between the real public part of the street and the real private part of your house. So it's the transition place where you can go out to see the world and then the world can see you. And it sort of eases the entry into your home. Well, and it's really a place, like you said, where we welcome our guests. We want to decorate it and put our personality out there and really make it a warm, inviting place or not. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Whether you want it too inviting, maybe not. But there are lots of design features that go into a really great front porch. And so we wanted to share some ideas about that with you today and some of our experiences with porches. I know I watch a lot of movies, as does my husband, and Hollywood loves to romanticize and use porches as really almost a character in many movies and TV shows. Well, it's always the place where the characters go up and have the goodnight kiss or they're sitting on the front porch steps when something dramatic happens or the dog, the lost dog gets home or or something. Yes, that serious talk they have to have, yes. And you're out on the porch swing and, and swinging while you're talking. Right, and it's kind of ironic because they use it almost as a place of privacy, especially in the evenings, and then you can go out there and that's where you can have that special quiet conversation versus, like we just said, it really is kind of that buffer between the public and the private. And the private. So really so many different versatile uses for the front porch. But front porches, the size of them, when you're designing for one, it can either be just sort of a show place or a little stage where you can put your pumpkins or your decorations or your Christmas decorations or lights, or it's a place to put your shoes before you go inside, or it's actually an outdoor living space with a swing or a table and chairs. So it just depends upon your neighborhood and how you're going to use it, how big it really needs to be. 
Well, and how much are you going to use it too? If it's going to be really your primary location of coming and going, or is it just really for show and you really only occasionally open it to go get your mail out the front walk? And so you have to kind of think about, well, what are we going to be doing? Is this a place where I have to have enough room to be carrying eight bags of groceries and fumbling with my keys and trying to stay out of the rain? Or is it really just kind of a pretty place to stop temporarily right before you go in? Now, like on my front porch, it's not very big, but I've got a bench there because I typically am setting stuff down on the bench while I'm trying to get in the front door. And that's yeah. really nice to have. Yeah, so an important part of the porch is what kind of lighting are you going to put on there? Because there's so many facets to lighting, not just decorative, but also safety. And if you're going to do something really bright, it has to be, you have to be kind of conscious of how does that affect your neighbors? Because we've unfortunately been in houses that had really super bright porch lights across the street or next door, and it actually would come in the bedroom windows. So you really have to be careful about the placement and the type of fixture that you get. Well, you can do two types. You can have something that's really bright in the ceiling so it's not glaring to your neighbors. And then you can put some decorative lamps beside the front door. Right. And it actually, in some of the traditional neighborhoods in Dallas, there are a lot of houses that will use gas lanterns even to really have a, a very classic look, you know, real, a lot of character right. on their front porches with those lanterns. Yeah, and I, when my son was small, we spent a lot of summers in Seaside in Florida. And one of the design rules in Seaside was that every house had to have a front porch. And a lot of the front porches were actually screened in front porches, so that which worked great in that community. And so some of the houses that we were fortunate enough to stay in had screened porches and we would eat dinner outside on the front porch. On the front porch, yeah. And it was always kind of fun because you'd sit out there and you could see everybody walking by while you're eating. And it was it was almost like being in a in a um, sidewalk cafe. Oh, so yeah. So it was kind of fun. fun. Yeah, my in-laws have a, a big farmhouse up in Indiana that I've probably talked about before, but they have a wonderful front porch, nice, big, wide. It's as wide as the whole house itself. And it's got the beautiful beadboard wood ceiling, and it's got the the swing, the front porch swing, and, you know, a couple real comfy chairs. And it's just, it's got the big sweeping steps that come up the front and the beautiful railing. And it's just, it's such a character piece for the house that if the if the house didn't have the porch, it would be completely different feel of the entire front of the house. A lot of house styles, like a farmhouse, typically the front porch is just integral to what the house looks like and the Victorian house style. And a lot of the craftsman houses will have front porches of some size or configuration. So it's it's just really something that becomes ingrained in the style of the house. Yeah, when you're designing a porch... Or when you're designing a home and you come across a home that has poor visibility of the front porch, it really affects how people approach 
your house and actually can create some confusion. In fact, we have a, a client right now whose front porch is not very visible. It's quite small. It's not visible from the front approach that comes. You actually have to come down the driveway to get into their property. And then there's not a sidewalk that goes from the driveway to the front door. So the UPS guy gets confused. The FedEx guy gets confused. Anybody really. Their guests get confused. Yes, their guests gets confused. They go to the side door because they really don't even recognize the front porch as being the entrance. And the side door goes into the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's quite confusing and and it has bothered them for a long time. So we are most definitely. Yes, we are fixing it. So we will. um, It'll probably be a while. But by the time that gets finished, we'll have to add that to the post on this episode. Well, there are a lot of different elements that go into front porches these days that you used to not have to think about. And one of those is that we run into is where are the electrical outlets? Because you need electrical outlets a lot of times for Christmas lighting, for lighting up jack-o'-lanterns, for hooking up Uh, electric leaf blowers or something to clean the front porch with. And lots of times there aren't any outlets. Yeah, I lived in a house for a while that in order to do my Christmas lights, I had to run a cord out a window and around the front (laughs) and up onto the porch because I tried running it through the bottom of the front door and all it did was cut the court in half oh which was not a good thing (laughs) that we don't advise that that's not really a good idea so be sure and get some electrical outlets and right now people think that the electrical outlets have to be these great big ugly bubbles but there are some types that can be mounted flush so that they aren't just really ugly Yeah, because you do want to make sure it's not just a regular indoor outlet. It has to be a waterproof outlet. Right. But there are ways to do that, that you can sort of conceal them and they're not really obnoxious. Yes. Well, and one thing that we run into all the time is how do you deal with packages being dropped off? I know everybody lives by their Amazon Prime delivery these days, right? And the problem we're having is that we've got literally we have porch pirates is what we're calling them. Guys that, and women, too, are, we have people that are following around the delivery trucks and picking up packages off front porches. So one of the things we've had to deal with recently is how do we design in a place where packages can be left safely and securely? And how do you do that without just putting a giant, huge lockbox on your front porch? That's not very attractive. You can label it, say, toy chest. <laughs> I don't think so. Package delivery here. Come break in. (laughs) No, I mean, we've even had some clients who have their dry cleaning delivered uh, several times a week. And so they wanted a secure and safe and clean place for that to happen, that the dry cleaner would have a, a key to the box and that they would be able to drop it off on the front porch and it would be safe till the owners got home. And then there's always making sure that you have a primo place to put a wreath or some other decoration and that it's well lighted so that it becomes sort of a stage set for your decorations. And so how do you do that nicely? Do you have columns so that you can wrap them with greenery or with lights? 
Do you want to have a great big unobstructed wall space so that you can put a great big wreath or do you want just something smaller? What does your front door look like? Is it a door that is solid so that you can hang things on it? Or does it have some glass, some leaded glass or something that's decorative? So these are all sorts of things that you need to think about when you're designing your front porch. Well, and front door design in itself is such a a big topic because you can, depending on the scale of your house, your front door really should match that. So if you have like a mid-century modern or something like that, your door can really set the tone for what the style of the house is and what your interiors look like. And then if you've got more of, say, an Italian home that is has lots of high ceilings and big, beautiful open porch with enough room to do a really tall door, or maybe it has an arch transom over the top so that it really sets the tone and the scale and the style of the whole house before you even get inside. So that's an opportunity for design as well. So today for our house design tips, we want to offer some suggestions for the top five areas that you can improve an old, tired-looking front porch. So our first suggestion is many porches have columns, and if they have not been updated in a while, they can very much date the house and give away the house's age. So that's a pretty straightforward element that's pretty impactful. Now, a lot of times the columns on a lot of the houses that were done in the 50s, 60s, and 70s will be almost look like the spindles. They're just wood turnings that are on the backs of chairs, only on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And they're nothing special. Or you've got some of the very infamous eight-inch wide cast iron pieces that look like a little frame with a bunch of grape leaves growing in them. Mm-hmm. And I had that on the house I grew up in. Yeah, I had that also. <laughs> and what do you do with this stuff? Well, with the spindles, you can add, just leave them in place if they aren't rotten at the bottom, leave them in place and frame around them with some more pieces of wood so that you end up with a column that's maybe six or eight inches square with some trim at the top with some trim at the top Mm -hmm. and the bottom and it depends upon how close they are to the edge of the porch because you don't want your columns hanging off the edge of your porch but if you give them a little bit of bulk and then you can do the same thing with the cast iron pieces that have the leaves growing in them just frame those out just cover them with wood and And it looks a whole lot better. And then either stain them or paint them. And Mm -hmm. it'll completely change the look of your porch. Yeah, around here, the the sort of transitional but Texas farmhouse vibe is real popular right now. Of course, not far from us is Waco. And, of course, we have Joanna Gaines and and Chip Gaines down there with all of the fixer-upper houses. So one of the things they love to do is do the stained cedar accents on the front porch and on the the shutters. If you've got outdoor shutters on the outside of your house, little accents like that will sort of add a little bit of country, a little bit of casual feeling to your house if that's sort of the, the direction you're going. And then the next big element is the floor. And a lot of time porches may be just concrete. And 
In the old days, when I was growing up, it was real popular to update that concrete with AstroTurf. (laughs) That sounds so fancy. Oh, it was (laughs) something to behold because AstroTurf was new stuff. But I don't think that's the way to go, folks. (laughs) (laughs) We have some alternatives that we might suggest. Yes. You can get some really great concrete stains and getting some concrete stains or porch paint, but concrete stains work pretty well and they won't show the wear the way that porch paint does because porch paint will start chipping and coming off, even though it's usually a pretty good poxy. But if you actually stain the concrete, and you can get these and do it yourself, and you just clean your porch real well and then get down on hands and knees with a rag and you rub that stain in, and boy, does it change the way that it feels. You can get uh, some dark grays, you can get brown, you can get even some nice blacks. I don't know that I would go with red because red starts looking like you're trying to make it look like brick, and it's not. But stain is a good option. Another good option, they've got some very thin tiles now that are brick-looking, and they're really porcelain, so they'll wear real well. So you could tile your porch and just have to be sure that you use the right type of mortar. And this is probably better professionally done than a do-it-yourself thing so that you get the mortar to bond really well to the surface of your porch and you don't have stuff popping up in the winter when it freezes. Right. You just have to make sure that the distance between your threshold at your front door and the level of your porch that you've got enough room to make sure that that new surface yeah, because you don't enough. want water coming into your house when it's sitting on your porch. So right. you have to be exactly. real careful about that. So another thing that is a real easy, quick fix that can dress up an old, tired front porch is change out your mailbox. Mailboxes come and go with different styles, depending on what's popular in today's decorating styles. So that's a fun way to add a little bit of personality to them. And there are some great looking mailboxes out there. If you're very contemporary, there are some real contemporary ones. If you want something that's a little kitschy, then there are some real cute kind of mailboxes out there that you can get if you want to have a little bit of fun with it. You can get them so that they're long and linear, either vertically or horizontally. You can get all sorts of fun mailboxes, and they come in all different types of colors. Well, and you can also get mail slots. So if you prefer to have your mail be put through your door or put through your wall even, you can get those installed, and then that way your mail comes straight into your house. And there are ones that have offer security features and things like that. So lots of options. Another thing that can actually dress things up and that we don't think about much are doorbells. Yeah, a lot of people now, instead of having the traditional doorbell or the door knocker, because there's some really wonderful door knockers, even if it's just for show, a lot of the doorbells now are like the ring doorbell that you can get through Amazon or some of the other doorbells that have cameras built into them so that you can see who it is at your front door from your phone before you ever get there. And a lot of those doorbells will even have little night lights in them, which is really great if you forgot to turn your porch light on when you left. Right. So security is always a great option 
really nowadays not really an option. It's almost a requirement depending on where you live. But take that into account as well. And then the last thing that, that we might suggest is update your house numbers. If your house has the numbers up by the front porch, you can have a lot of fun with those. Get them oversized or in different colors or some really are cool where they'll stand out from the wall and you can backlight them. I mean, you can do all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, and if you don't have house numbers on your porch, sometimes you can just add them and they will really add a finishing touch if you get the right ones. And don't just get the little tin type that you have to nail on. There are a lot of inexpensive options out there in all different types of of letter styles. And so, and it's always nice instead of just having, for instance, a sign painted on your curb you know, that says what your house numbers are, that you've got some nice big house numbers emblazoned on your on your house, and it just becomes a stylistic thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's it for our house design tips for this episode. Well, make sure you check out our social media accounts. Find us at the Architecture Happy Hour. Uh, in fact, on Twitter and Facebook and all those good places, we are at Arch Happy Hour. So be sure to say hi. We love hearing from our listeners. And until next time, happy porch sitting. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.